0: Hey everyone, I'm Veronica Roshek and I'm your host of the Amplify Iowa podcast. This is a place to hear the stories of our favorite, some of the fastest growing and some super unique local businesses directly from their leaders. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode is featuring Um, relaxing and kind of a resort feel if you are going to the side of this business that I certainly like to visit. It's your vacation in a way (laughs) for a day away from home. We have with us today Dr. David Robbins who is the owner and medical director of Coachlight Clinic and Spa. He is also the owner and medical director of Des Moines Plastic Surgery which is the surgical side the clinic and spa is the non-surgical side of things here and uh, Dr. Robbins thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to be on this podcast with me. Yeah
1: well thank you for having me. I am busy but it's not insanely busy. I enjoy <laughs> my family and time away and vacation but um, yeah we've grown quite a bit just a little bit of history behind the the business. Yes be um, great. actually we've been at this location for I think four years now. And uh, we built this, we bought this land and built this building and uh, kind of had a vision for what we've developed here, what I, which I'll get into. But um, just to kind of back up in terms of my background, where I came from, and um, how I came to be in Des Moines, I actually grew up in Georgia. My mom was a math teacher and my dad was an attorney. And they never, I mean, not to be, uh, they never really thought I would co- become a doctor. And, um, so I, I sort of, I wouldn't say flailed around in high school, but I mean, I was mm-hmm. not a superstar in terms of uh, um, academics or anything like that. I wanted to go in the military. Actually, I wanted to be a pilot. So I went to a uh, Virginia Military Institute and um, I was, I, I got a, so I st- was starting to go through the engineering part of it. And I, for some, something clicked and um, started working really hard, doing well in school and uh, switched over to become a chemistry major and graduated with a chemistry major, and I actually wasn't even interested in medical school at the time. I wanted to go to dental school, so I went to dental school in Virginia, and I completed that. I was there for four years, and about halfway through, I thought, I don't really like dentistry, and uh, (laughs) so, um, and I was, you know, living off of student loans and whatnot, and uh, so I figured I got to finish this it's kind of my personality start something you got to finish it but I really enjoyed the first two years of dental school which is in a lot of uh, dental schools it's combined with medical students and a lot of it's basic science you know anatomy that kind of thing and I was just fascinated with that and then the last two years are more clinical and that's where I was like I'm not sure I want I can be a dentist and so uh, after dental school I applied to medical school and I got in and finished medical school. So long story short, I had a lot of student loans when I came out. And so, um, and then I got into the plastic surgery. I met a sort of my mentor who I'm still um, close to today and we're very much alike, but I, you know, you get into the surgical side of things and, um, you know, you're a lot of lay people don't, you know, don't have a lot of interaction with surgeons, but surgeons can be a kind of a difficult bunch of, uh, personalities and, uh, know it's a stressful job but um, you know they can you know get angry and have fits in the operating room and um, you know just ask any nurse that works in the operating room Um, surgeons can be a little bit difficult but this mentor of mine was the most genuine nicest friendliest guy I never saw him raise his voice and he was a family guy and just just a really just awesome person and I you know I didn't really have to change my personality much to be him, but I thought this is who I want to be like as a surgeon, and you know, treat people, you know, the way you want to be treated yourself, and that's really um, served me well moving forward. And I think that has a lot to do with my success and why I came to the Midwest. So um, dental school was in Virginia. I, the Midwest connection was I went to medical school and did some of my surgical training in Nebraska. That's where I met this mentor. Okay, and then. Uh, And then I applied to plastic surgery. This mentor, it was a plastic surgeon who also went to dental school too. And um, so that was sort of our connection there. But um, I did uh, my plastic surgery training in Kentucky and then finished there. I was in a practice right out of residency in um, Indiana, but then eventually just moved here. I've been here since 2006. And so As a when you first get out of residency, you just want to do everything. You're really fired up and excited to be out there, and taking call and working long hours is sort of the norm, and you're sort of used to it as a resident. But then when you get out, you uh, you realize there's a whole lot more to life than working, and you know not being around your family. I mean, your your kids are kids. You know, only I mean they're around only so long, and so I I sort of one of the reasons this practice uh, that I was initially in who did a lot of call did a lot of emergency plastic surgery and um, there's two parts to plastic surgery most what people think of is cosmetic um, the stuff you see on tv and hear about there's a whole nother side of plastic surgery and that's the reconstructive side and yeah. the emergency side uh, if you get an injury oftentimes i are going to call a plastic surgeon or you have cancer reconstruction and you know complex operations so I was doing all that and um, but just getting up in the middle of the night to go to the emergency room or you're at your kid's soccer game and you got to go and you just miss out on a lot of stuff and you know you you see these older uh, not just plastic surgeons but surgeons in general they just they work 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 they're always on call and then suddenly you know they're 50 years old and their kids are gone and you know I didn't want to be that person so anyway I started looking around And i came to des moines because that was sort of the midwest connection and i liked omaha it was similar that's where i was for my training in medical school and so just started looking around and uh, des moines seemed to be a good fit i was in a practice for a very short amount of time here in des moines but then i just said you know i just i I don't want to go out and do this on my own and so um i rented some space down the street for several years and um then we just kind of ran out of space, just continued to grow. And this was, I built that, my office in an existing building. So we were sort of locked by the existing um, walls in terms of expansion. But one thing I did, and I was the first in Des Moines to have my own operating room in my office. And as things progressed, I started doing less and less reconstruction, and I started doing more and more cosmetic. And I like to do the reconstruction. I mean, there's nothing better than doing a cleft lip on a on a baby or doing some sort of you know restoring someone's function and um, from an injury and i never came to des moines thinking i would have 100 percent cosmetic practice i just i mean just didn't seem to be the demographics the population i mean you think of la and big cities as that's where you know everybody goes get the cosmetic surgery but it was interesting i don't know if it was just timing but things really seemed talked about before plastic surgery is just becoming cosmetic plastic surgery is just becoming much more accepted and people talk about it it's on it's in the media and you know people you know talk about it and see it all the time and you know people are you know trying to stay fit and you know there's something about their you know their their appearance that they want to change and they realize that it's something that's much more talked about and not uh frowned upon I, i suppose and so My practice at the other location just really started to blossom. I had my own operating room in the office, and I was the first one in Des Moines to do that, which I got a little, not any negativity, but it was like, you can't can't have your own operating room. You have to go to the hospital. You have to go to the surgery (laughs) center. Well, lots of plastic surgeons have their own, and it's an accredited operating room. It's a real operating room. It's very convenient for patients. It's very convenient for, for me as well, but it's very private. And that's one of the things that I, I think since, since it was different and people, they don't necessarily, even though the plastic surgery, cosmetic plastic surgery is talked about more these days, it's still, um, they don't necessarily want to run into their next door neighbor when they're going to get a, a surgery at the surgery center or something. So this is much more private and, and that could have helped sort of blossom my practice a little bit.
0: Yeah, that seems like it would for sure blossom more if you're able to get in that private setting with your yeah. patients as well and not have to take them somewhere else. So that's great.
1: So 2006 is when I started that, pract- that uh, the practice here in Des Moines and very shortly after, I don't know the, the years exactly, but I started getting to the point where I, I couldn't take a call anymore. I couldn't do insurance because it was, I had to make a decision and it helped that I want, had little kids and, you know, there's no emergency. Uh, cosmetic plastic (laughs) surgery so (laughs) that sort of influenced me to stop taking insurance and stop doing um, uh, you know non-cosmetic plastic surgery so but it was just it it did amaze me just being in Des Moines like how fast that happened and Des Moines is growing and you know the demographics are you know younger and but I thought wow this is I'm going to be doing 100% cosmetic surgery now and so the operating room really helped with that. And then we just ran out of space. And uh, when I first started at the other office, I had one receptionist and um, uh, one nurse. And we had no phones. We were doing. Wow.
0: We, How many do you have now?
1: Um, 25 or 30.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so. huge growth, uh, especially if you just moved over four years ago from from that to this structure. That's, that's great.
1: Yeah. And we added on uh, different services here. Yes. So that's, you know, some of the growth in the. And the number of employees but um, when I I was at this crossroads of you know my age and you know should we continue to just rent space and be sort and not we we're sort of limited in terms of physical growth there and we were growing and I wanted to grow um, so thinking okay uh, I'm in my mid-40s do I want to continue just to pay rent for the rest of my career and just walk away or I mean, I'm young enough to where, well, maybe I should invest in myself and find some space and find some land at a, in a desirable location and build uh, my office. And so my wife was instrumental in t- getting that going. And she encouraged me and, um, you know, she's a great partner in business and uh, with me. And so <clears throat> we found this land and I had this vision of having a surgical side of things and a non-surgical side and then also a, a place my wife and I would go on vacations and we I never get massages except when we go on vacations and <laughs> so I thought well there's nothing in Des Moines that's you know has sort of an upscale luxury resort type spa with, yeah. a, with amenities and so we thought um, that's something right. we should should um, integrate and so but we wanted to separate the non-surgical things from the surgical side, because I totally get it. Not everyone wants surgery. There's a lot of non-surgical things that um, you know produce great results, whether that's just maintenance and trying to slow this whole aging thing down, or, you know, just um, non-surgical, less- invasive procedures. So that is really where I put all my thought and research into, okay, what works, what should we have? And um, we've really and I still take stay on top of you know new technology there's a lot of not worthy technology out there that doesn't work but um, I think we do a good job of staying on top of what does work and then there's the surgical side and they are physically separated in the same building but that's where most of the staff is is on the other other side so um, all the non-surgical things and they all work for me we bounce things off each other if someone is not a candidate and they, they actually need surgery yes You know, they'll bring them over here, which is nice because the patients really have, not really, I mean, most of them have options of, okay, this is what Botox is going to do. Or this is what, you know, non-surgical skin tightening is going to do. And this is what a tummy tuck is going to do, for example. And then we we say, I mean, it just gives people options.
0: Yeah, it's nice to be able to talk through, I'm sure, that whole realm of options all in-house and not have to send them somewhere else to get a, another opinion. It's nice to be able to have everything under the same roof. You think that adding on all of those services also has assisted with that growth? Or was that really what was being asked for? How did you decide in addition to, you know, obviously it's a really great idea to come up with having all that non-surgical side and having that really kind of vacation luxury spa-like like feel to in addition to your practice, but it it seems like it's really taken off on that side of things.
1: Yeah, it really has. And I would say a lot of that I've heard over the years, you know, plastic surgeons want to have their own spa, maybe not massage, but they want a non-surgical side of things. And a lot of them fail or just do mediocre because the surgeon's just so focused on doing surgery. I mean, we're surgeons, we want to operate and that the, the attention, maybe the you know, the, the resources and whatnot are just maybe not there. And maybe that's why it doesn't succeed. But I think I've surrounded, it's not, I mean, I'm very much involved on the other side, the non-surgical things, but I, I don't run it on a daily basis, but I've surrounded myself with my wife and other great people, you know, whether that's managing people, marketing, all that sort of, sort of thing. I just do a wonderful job. And that certainly um, has helped with the growth. We, and there's nothing comparable in Des Moines, which is helpful as well. Yeah. We have services here that are not offered at other places, non-surgical things.
0: Yeah, it's great. It, truly full spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. From, from beginning to, you know, basic facial massage to all the way to or, towards any sort of surgical cosmetic procedure that needs to be done. That, yeah, it seems like it's really a, a full gamut. Um, and that's kudos to you for creating yeah. such a...
1: Yeah, and also I within the, the another one of my visions was just this kind of an overall wellness yeah. place to come, and so <clears throat> it's certainly not all about plastic surgery or cosmetic <laughs> procedures. We have um, we have a fitness center here as well um, that we own, and then also a salon suites where it's rental chairs, so you could really come here. Like I work out at the the workout place, and I mean, basically, I tell people I, I have a shower here. I come work out. Shower, I could get my haircut here. Work, go home. I don't. That's don't.
0: great. So I was <laughs> curious about that because I knew that there was some strategy around there being uh, the, the fitness and the salon. So really, all of these businesses are part of that overall vision. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. Where else? um, So looking forward from here too, what, what are the other um, directions and vision for where things are going? They're, they're in a really great place, but obviously you have that entrepreneurial mindset where you've got, you're starting to build out additional things to your your very good skill set of surgery as well.
1: Yeah. So the, um, the surgical side is too, it's, it's grown, um, quite a bit as well. And, um, I, the limiting factor there is me. I can only do so much. And I like to sure. be busy, but I don't like to be crazy yeah. busy. And so um, uh, we have an operating room here. We're sort of maxed out in terms of what I can do. Yeah. Um, I think most of the growth, growth is in the non-surgical, unless I get a partner, in, uh, which is in the, the horizon. But um, I would say most of the, the growth is in new, new technology, I mean, we were always, this, this year, we upgraded a lot of our equipment, gotten some new things. And so I, I think people in Des Moines, I don't know this for sure, but I've kind of heard it, that they, they look to us for new technology. And if we don't have it, then it's, pro- and if it's probably not, maybe worthwhile or doesn't work. People come to us. We were, we were the first for a lot of devices here that are now, you know, all over the place. Yeah um and so i think that's you know where most of the growth is going to be in terms of uh our practice here
0: what is um a really popular service or procedure or something on the non-surgical side that is that's is offered here and that it's like you know obviously they come here because they know they know it's going to be the the right thing that's going to work
1: <laughs> yeah well, well they there's um I mean, a lot of the just kind of a touch on that uh, and aside there, yeah. we people also come here because, and we market this a lot, and, and that is how experienced we are, because there's there's a lot of uh, people that just are getting into cosmetic treatments, and they they may not they may think, well, this particular procedure, I can just buy the machine and start doing doing it, and that's where uh, where a lot of people I think pick up on that they come people come here not only for the technology but also the experience and uh, we have lot many many years of experience uh, amongst all of our our staff here but i would say um cool sculpting's one of the um we were the first to get cool sculpting it was something i was a little hesitant about because i'm thinking if you want to get rid of extra fat this liposuction right uh,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: go on a diet and uh, i thought that's not going to work and i said I'll buy it maybe if you try it on the staff, and we did, and they all saw a difference. So we bought it, and then uh, it was so popular that within, like, uh, two months, we had to buy another machine.
0: Wow. And that yeah.
1: continues to be generate a lot of interest because it's completely non-surgical. Um, and then we, we have a lot of lasers and uh, medical-grade skin care products for anti-aging, for wrinkles, brown spots, sun damage, just general aging but we've sort of learned in terms of new technology that you know 20 30 year olds are getting interested in this um, as well and they don't need to necessarily be as aggressive with, s- with some of the other devices that we have so we have sort of entry level how we how do we again slow down this this um, aging process much as we can
0: yeah absolutely and so
1: yeah the, we have lots of lasers that run non-stop it seems like it
0: yeah, it seems like it's really good, um, as you've kind of alluded to this a little bit too, but it just seemed very good timing to really be independent in this space and be the the owner because right now, uh, especially, you know, surgery and non-surgical side of things, um, it used to be a topic that people didn't really talk about or that they would maybe be interested in, but not actually seek out. Or if they did, then they then they tried to do it very, very quietly. Where now you hear on the media and people talking about, in the office and your friends, what they're doing currently, whether it's better themselves in some way or slow that aging process and, and that sort of thing. Do you think that's, is that specific to our market here? Is that kind of an industry-wide change happening all across the country?
1: I think it's all across the country. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So you've talked a little bit uh, about how you've really set things apart um, as far as your business structure and what you're able to offer, and yeah, that experience. Obviously, uh, especially when you're talking about something where people are, you know, potentially they're spending a lot of money, but they're also doing something to a look that they want to make sure they're improving. What else do you, what do you do on the other side of things to make sure as you're growing really fast, you know, going from, although there's all these services, you go from, you know, two, four employees to then all of a sudden 25 to 30. What are some things as a business owner that you've done to really, uh, instill your values in in all of your employees now and also potentially in continuing that growth? How has that growth gone?
1: Yeah, I think we've managed it well. You we can overgrow, cer- certainly, and kind of lose focus on what your goals are and your core values. Um, I think for me, I've, I've always been a pretty normal, laid-back kind of person, and when people come to plastic surgery, sometimes they, to, to have a cosmetic surgery procedure just to talk about it, I think they're a little apprehensive because they don't know what to expect. Maybe their only view of it is what they see on TV and then they come and they, we have normal medical looking offices, but the room that we're in right now is our consult room and it was specifically designed to make it very comfortable and we try to be, everyone's pretty much on the same page in terms of how we want it to feel when you come in, not so medical, not so, you know, just giving people options. I think they're pleasantly surprised that. I mean, the nurses are very much like me. They're just very normal people, moms. And, and I'm a pretty normal person, and I think people appreciate that. And yeah. uh, we give them lots of options. And so, we, yeah, we, we kind of keep on that, that level of we're just normal people. And people in Iowa, I think, really appreciate that. We're very honest with people. I turn people away, not infrequently, uh, for various reasons. It's all about safety, but also about good results. I mean, if I know someone's not going to have a good result, then – I don't, I, we, we don't want them to uh, have a procedure done. And uh, we, we keep and you know, with our staff, we have staff meetings monthly on the surgical side. And then the whole group, we have get togethers as well. And we just had something at a local business where everyone came after work and just to sort of wind down and get to know each other on a, I mean, it's a lot of people to get to know, but. We have lots of staff in different places that I mean, I'm very, very fortunate to to uh, have a wonderful, wonderful staff. And that really has had a lot to do with our success. And my wife is kind of the director and manages things that I really have a uh, very fortunate in that. I like to, to do surgery, and that's really all I have to focus on. Yeah, that's Everything nice. Everything else is taken care of.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great that you have that second secondhand person. Yeah, you've talked some about that, and I think it's really important as just in general as a um, person to figure out how to manage your time. Because certainly in your profession, for sure, as you've talked about, how you can you can be that person that's on call literally all times of the day for the non-surgical side of, or sorry, non-cosmetic side of surgery. Mm-hmm. And then being able to hone in and create the sort of time structure that you want for your life. As, a, as the business owner, in addition to being the surgeon, as you're growing really, really big, how have you f- found ways to continue to hold that that control and over being able to um, prioritize that time for things that you want to give your time to. You mentioned, you know, how family is super important to you and I mentioned you're working out, you know, so you're doing all of these good things that are just to make things well-rounded while also growing a big business. Uh, What advice would you give to other business owners and that sort of thing that are trying to create that balance?
1: Yeah, just to stay focused and on the balance and what's important sometimes you lose sight of that as you're successful and you grow and it's exciting and you could it can be all encompassing and um i've gotten better at you know taking vacations and things like that you know when i first started it was a little bit different in terms of did have to stay pretty focused now now i would say we're you know at a good place now and i don't want to work super hard and i don't want to get burned out i mean there's a lot of things in my that I read about surgeons that, you know, the burnout rate, they've done lots of studies that what you should do to, you know, not get in that situation. And, um, so yeah, we take a lot of, our kids are out of college now, so we, um, we have a lot more time to kind of travel and take a vacation just, you know, on on a whim, which is nice. So, but yeah, I, I don't, um, I certainly work plenty hard, but I'm not killing myself. And that's what's important. I enjoy spending time with my family, being at home, doing things, you know, non-medical related. Mm So,
0: yeah, that's great. It's always really good to hear that you're able to instill that sort of a balance in your life while also managing some really big growth and success. So I think that's really important for, for everyone to hear i really really appreciate all of your time and for you to share the story of um, your business and yourself and how you've worked your way through this practice and maybe not the most conventional route from the educational side but i think that is also equally important uh that we're able to hear that from from someone and to still see such a high level of success and experience and everything else so again Thank you so much for spending uh, your time with us.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to the Amplify Iowa podcast. If you enjoy these stories, please leave us a review. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow Amplify Iowa on social media. A-M-P-L-I-F-I-A. Amplify Iowa. Small businesses. Doing big things.